about what your life would look like or who you'd be. If something was different about the places you've been, the people you know, or even the things you've said or done. Now I know that's a pretty loaded question. And before we dive into all of that, let me preface this with a couple of things. So, as with everything, and you'll quickly realize that I'm naturally just a curious person in the conversations I'll be having on this podcast. But for now, let's start with why I started this whole thing. So far, my life has been a journey of acquiring experiences and gaining perspectives. Whether it be through conversation or observation by just sitting with a group of friends or family. Now that might sound weird, but to be honest, I've actually always just been a quiet guy, and I never really spoke much unless I was spoken to. So in all honesty, the Amen from five years ago would not have even imagined my wildest dreams having my own podcast. But more recently, not only have I become a super fan and also a student of the podcast medium, simultaneously I found that I've become a lot more self-aware, and every step I take, constantly doing I'm, I'm trying to constantly do things intentionally and thinking about the purpose behind everything I do or say in this case which is the perfect segue to the next point which is what am I actually trying to achieve here I was recently listening to this podcast and one of the guys on there was talking about something called the C moment and when he kind of broke it down it really resonated with me basically a C moment stands for significance, emotion, and event. What he was trying to say is that if something is significant to you or significant enough to you, it'll trigger an emotion, which will lead to an action. So in essence, what we see plus how we feel about it will equal our reality. And that kind of hit me like it's probably, that's probably the shortest, most concise way of describing what I'm trying to do here. And where, does these see, where do these see moments come from? They come from perspective. And so hopefully, as I try to unpack the perspective of all the guests I'll be having on the show, maybe you'll take something away from that, and it'll impact you in a positive way. We'll get into all the details of how my perspective came about and the journey that I've been on, etc., etc. And hopefully you'll be able to connect the dots. The main thing I'm trying to say is, I genuinely feel like everything and everywhere I've been so far in my life has shaped the person I am today. And it revolves around that one word, perspective. Which is interesting because when you think about it, the way the mind works is through images. What our eyes see is what we're constantly processing. If, if that's the case, then surely everyone is going to be different based on their upbringing, their experiences, and what they've seen for however long they've been around. But anyways, let's get into it. So I was born in a city called Bangor in Wales. Yes, Bangor. The word commonly used to describe a good song. So for the first few years of my life, I was in Bangor, and we, even though we only stayed there for a couple of years after I was born, um, we moved to Qatar for a year when I was two. And I can't say I remember all the details from that far back, but I do remember a few things, like running home to catch Power Rangers right before bedtime. And then, another year later, we ended up moving to the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, just in time for my first day of reception, or KG1. 
at the Rasul Khaimah English speaking school. I think it goes by a different name now, but that was definitely a time that kind of acted as a, a springboard for gaining the perspective I have today. The reason I say that is because I went through school as the quote-unquote Sudani kid, basically the token Sudanese kid in class. And because I was one of very few, of course I was the butt of a few jokes, etc., etc., but who wasn't at some point in their childhood? For context, I was a pretty laid-back kid. I wasn't really on smoke. Didn't want to fight any kids on the playground. I just wanted to play sports and do okay at school. Just a regular kid. Now in the interest of providing context, when I look back at my early days growing up, my surroundings kind of positioned me to become the person I am today. For example, at a very early age I was exposed to things like diversity. And I don't take it for granted at all. In fact, going to an international school was and is definitely one of the biggest blessings I'm forever grateful for. Like you sit in a classroom full of kids from all over the world and naturally you build this curios- curiosity and and this this level of very very beginner level of cultural awareness and understanding that everyone comes from a different place but there's genuinely so much value in being able to coexist and create super strong connections with anyone in the world because we're all just humans at the end of the day. Once you take away all the surface level stuff like where you're from, what you do, what your parents do, etc. All those small talk questions you get asked when you meet someone new, what you're left with is just another person going through the journey. It's called life. Now learning to communicate with these individuals is obviously a big part of it, but the exposure alone is something that I believe would end up helping me navigate the next few chapters of the story. I will say, however, that you end up having a pretty confused accent. I like to call it the international school accent. Could sound British one day, American the next, and everything in between. So fast forward a couple of years, and basically that phase comes to an end. I graduate high school, and now I'm getting ready to go to university. I have to mention that I was obsessed with basketball, especially in my teens. Yep, I had that classic hoop dream story. So I'm about to sit my parents down to talk about university. And I psyched myself up to make this grand old pitch that I want to go to the US and apply for this basketball scholarship and go be the next LeBron James. Okay, relax, I was 16. So I sit my dad down and I tell him the whole story about how I'm going to go play basketball, but of course also get a degree and all that good stuff. Of course I have to throw that in there. He looks at me and he's like, "I have an idea. What about Sudan? Your brother and sister are there." You guys can all be there together and really experience where you're from, get to know the extended family. Now for all the Sudanese people watching or listening, if you're around my age, let's just say I was one of the ones that fell for the prank. So after several pitches and I'm looking for all the ways out of this Sudan thing and all the other options that are available to me. I kind of start warming up to that idea ever so slightly. Like how bad can it be? Bear in mind I had only been to Sudan a few times before this point and the majority of those trips were at a much younger age but it can't be that bad right Sudan Africa a third world country roads are a bit bumpy you go out in a white t-shirt once and it turns yellow yeah it might be a little bit rougher than the way I grew up but I figured sure let's do it new experiences why not but man Looking back on it today, there's nothing 
I could have asked my parents for at that age, that would have been better when you look at it for a full circle. Again, we started with the word perspective. So when I say everything up until this point has shaped my perspective, this next part is most definitely a key data point. So I decided to go to Sudan, accept the proposal from my parents, and, and now I'm here. I'm in Sudan, new city, new energy, a lot of change. Let's just call it that. More than I ever could have prepared for. But it was always somewhat comforting to know that I was in my country, around my people. Like, this is where I'm from. And worst case scenario, I'm going to feel at home, even though I'm not necessarily in a familiar place, right? Well, that's what I thought. But we'll come back to all that. So I spent these four key years of my life there. And if I was to bottle them up and give them a label, I'd probably say it would have to include the word humility. Like, it really humbles you to see that people living in pretty difficult conditions still manage to just get on with it. And day-to-day things which we kind of overlook are things that they can't even fathom in their wildest dreams. Which leads me to another thing, which was gratitude. Once you gain that perspective and see it firsthand, you're a hundred times more grateful for the smallest things. And even though I grew up a very regular middle-class member of society, I learned to be much more grateful for the smaller things. Because in reality, we sometimes forget we're actually pretty lucky to be here. Even if you're listening to this, most likely, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you have a smartphone or a laptop, TV, iPad, whatever device it is that you're using. Although it may seem like this is how it's supposed to be, we often forget that there's a massive number of people in the world that really are just trying to get access to clean water. And that would be their biggest achievement. It's wild when you think about it, but that's just the reality, I guess. Not to mention, even being a human being, and this is something I hear um, Gary Vaynerchuk saying a lot, the chances of even existing on Earth as a human being are 400 trillion to one. So if we were lucky enough to be here, there's really no reason not to put that in perspective and try to live our best possible life, however that looks like. All right, I went off on a, ta- I went off on a tangent for a bit there, but anyway, let's get back on this road of my journey. Another thing Sudan introduced me to was social awareness and understanding that there's several levels in society. And in a place like Sudan, it goes from the bottom of the bottom to the top of the top, literally. Coming from where I came from, these things weren't necessarily new to me, but seeing that gap firsthand every day for years, now that's a different thing. And unfortunately, and unfortunately, in many places around the world these days, this, call it the socioeconomic gap, continues to grow. And it's becoming bigger and bigger. But that's, that's a conversation for another day. Now, if you think of this story as a sandwich, the pieces of bread would be like my parents kind of guiding me through this journey and putting me in the, vi- in the environments I was in. The sauce is a combination of all these things I've mentioned up until this point. But now let's get to the meat. So just like that, 20 years old, just graduated from uni, and I decided to move to London to do my master's. As you do, right? 
I'm sure this isn't news to anyone, but when you have African parents, education will always be the biggest priority growing up. And rightfully so, I guess, when you hear about what the world was like back then for them. It was much more of an industrial age. And you best believe no one was working from home talking to a screen all day. So I land in another new city. A new country. A new continent even. And I say new because even though I was born not too far away, this was my first time going as an adult. So the first day I land, I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is crazy. And if you've ever been to London or you're in London or any metropolitan city for that matter, it's such a fast-paced lifestyle. Like it's almost like everyone is chasing something all the time. Now what I didn't know is that the most, one of the most popular modes of transport is your feet. Definitely not something I was accustomed to at all in my previous life. The longest walk I had done in Sudan was to the Dukan or the corner store up the road and back. So that was the first shock. Like, hold on. I'm about to be killing these step goals. I come to terms with all that pretty quickly. At this point, adapting to new surroundings was a bit easier for me, considering what I had come from. But fast forward a couple of years later, and now I'm in the middle of it. All the people I used to look at sideways, running around train stations, jumping in to make the last train that gets them to work on time or gets them home, just living this fast life, now I'm that guy. But of course, there's always a silver lining. And that was everything I picked up. Whether it's self-awareness, it was actually in this chapter where that kind of stuck with me for good. Um, Things like ambition and the level of hustle that you need to really achieve it. Which led me to figuring out how to motivate myself. And not necessarily lean on anything or anyone to be self-motivated. And just kind of find my purpose. Like, not necessarily find my purpose, but at least do things with a purpose. Like, there must be a reason why people choose to subscribe to this fast-paced, grind lifestyle. Whether it's for their own personal goals or to feed their families or whatever the case may be. And in my eyes, it was to have a sense of purpose. And there's something to be taken away from that. So to kind of bring it all together, all these different elements of my journey at this point, at 30 years old, kind of forced me to reflect on how all these different experiences molded me as a person. And over the years, there are so many internal battles that I had in myself, whether it be things like identity crisis, like, am I really the Sudanese kid if I'm still considered an outsider in my own country? Am I supposed to identify as Welsh because I was born there? And it seems that people tend to associate where they're from with where they're born or where they grew up. All these kinds of things. Or the sense of community and belonging. Like I was surrounded by 95% Sudanese people at university. And they may have grown up in different parts of the world, but the common denominator with us all is that we're originally Sudanese. And I was unable to feel like I actually belong in my home country. And it was simply because I just had a different upbringing and a different sort of perspective enter this concept of diaspora which by definition is people settled far from their ancestral homelands now these are all things i'm sure all of us think about at one point or another and if i was to offer my opinion i don't think any of it matters to be honest and i think we're always just going to be products of the environments we're a part of it's a combination of perspective from our experiences, and these see moments that help us build whatever identity we truly connect with, 
Because ultimately, that's what identity is. The definition of the word is being who or what a person or thing is. It basically just means that if you be true to yourself and by employing enough self-awareness, you'll catch it. And that thing that you catch, that's your identity. Bear in mind, it's not necessarily something you have to sit down and explain to yourself either. I also realized a big part of our identity is also linked to this concept of culture. Understanding culture, respecting it, and just embracing it in whatever environment you're in is damn near one of the pillars of gaining perspective and building your identity. Because again, we're just products of our environments. And whether we like it or not, every environment has its own culture. It's also something we can't control, by the way. And it's more a matter of taking a second to understand it, which is more important. Because nowadays, culture has become this framework that's used in so many different contexts, from super macro to super micro. Like we have cultures of countries, cities, even down to cultures of industries and individual companies. Now making sense of it all and deciding which parts to subscribe to, that's how we understand how to deal with the communities we're a part of. And unfortunately, that's the part a lot of people miss. It's also not to be confused with conformity, however, and just living the way society tells us to. There's a big difference. So by now, you may or may not have asked yourself this already, but why is this podcast called The Journey Home? Yes, I'm talking about my journey, but why The Journey Home? I'll explain. Throughout these experiences, something that stuck out to me was this concept of home. The reason being, a lot of times when I meet someone new, and I tell them the Cliff Notes version of this journey I've been on, there was a question that a lot of people asked, which is, so where is home then? And that kind of got me thinking about this word home, which I imagine is different for everyone, or maybe it's not. But personally, it got me thinking, is home like a social construct? I'm sure some of you would argue that it isn't, and that home is like where your family is and things of that nature, which is also completely valid. Basically, I don't necessarily have a definition of home yet, and actually I'll leave it up for interpretation, but hopefully, as I have more and more of these conversations on this podcast, maybe my perspective and your perspective on the topic will grow, or just become a bit clearer. I want everyone who's a part of this podcast, whether you're a listener, a guest, a follower, however you come across this platform, the aim is to provoke thought, maybe learn something, catch a few laughs, and just connect with some of these topics we'll be talking about. Because at the end of the day, that's the driving force that got me here to begin with. So before I get out of here, I'll ask you again. Have you ever thought about what your life would look like, or who you'd be? If something was different about the places you've been, the people you know, or even the things you've said or done, I'm your host, Eamon Bedoui, and this is the Journey Home Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, Give us a like, leave us a comment, maybe even hit that subscribe button, maybe even that notification bell, because we'll be coming back with new episodes every week. And if you started this journey with me, I want you to know about it. If you're listening on a podcast platform, 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Go ahead and give us a rating. Preferably five stars if you like what you hear. And hit us up on social media at The Journey Home Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Or email us at ab at journeyhomepodcast.com. Thanks for listening.